It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Oh, what's going on, Philadelphia? Hello, everybody. We are live from Dad's in Lumberton. New Jersey, John Barcher, James Seltzer, Elliot Shore, Parks. Gentlemen, it's a very important week, and uh, we're not going to start anywhere else other than Rodney McLeod yeah. being out and down. Now, according to Derek Gunn, uh, there is a possibility, or he just said outright, that this is he's Rodney's done for the season, which is a humongous blow. And I don't think uh, a lot of Eagles fans that I was talking to today kind of understand the uh, what this does to the secondary in particular. So, James, I'm going to start with you because no matter what they do to me right uh, uh, to uh, to shuffle this thing around, like I've heard Corey, oh Corey Graham's there, and Trey Sullivan will, uh, Sullivan will come back, and they can split these things up any different way. He's already played 55 percent of the steps. No, you need a safety that starts 100 percent of the time. They don't have that right now. It minimizes packages. You can't run the big dime as effectively. How big of a, an impact do you think this is uh, to the Eagles in your eyes? It's massive. And and first and foremost, you know, shout out to Rodney. I hope he heals quickly. He is a uh, one of the best guys I've met on the team. He comes on the midday show every week and is just mm-hmm. honest, open, and a really good guy. So, you know, I hope he gets better as quickly as possible. But I think you hit it, John. I think that people are, are – this is not a – and look, you know, I keep hearing the – next man up and all that and that's great and that worked last year and it was the most amazing thing we've all ever experienced but it that doesn't mean that it's just okay to lose people and rodney mcleod is one of those guys where this team is deficient behind him Corey graham played a ton of snaps last year in addition to rodney mcleod playing all the time you're weakening yourself at essentially two starting positions in this defense and you look at the wire there's no one out there i mean eric reed got signed today by carolina it's ugly. It's, uh, you know, the TJ Wards of the world and, and Jairus Birds and, you know, not great names. Quentin Demps. I think Eagles fans remember Quentin Demps. So um, I think it's a real worry. And I think people didn't realize how nice it was to be able to count on Malcolm Jenkins and Rodney McLeod patrolling 
the center of that field, the back of the field. And I think it's a real loss, especially right now when the offense, as we know, I think we all agree having Carson back makes a big difference. Yeah. But the offense still not where it needs to be or where we hope it's going to be. This defense has had to carry this team so far, and losing Rodney McLeod is a big deal right now. ESP? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, Rodney within himself, first of all, we should just start with, is just a very good player. And to James' point, the reason last season was so special is because you don't normally overcome losing all those players. The fact that they did is what made it such a great story. But outside of losing Rodney, what I think the real impact that this could have is Malcolm Jenkins and what he does for this defense, he's, in my opinion, the most important player on the defense. You can certainly make an argument for Fletcher Cox. I wouldn't fight you too hard on it. But I would think Malcolm would be the top. And when you lose Rodney, you lose what you lose your ability to do as much as you did with Malcolm because you don't have that safety net back there that you trusted. And, you know, you could say move Corey Graham there, but to what you said, John, Corey Graham's already playing 55% of the snap. So whoever you then have to take Corey Graham's spot has to play a substantial role as well. Not a lot of good options out there. You know, Doug Peterson, he'll talk on Friday, and he'll presumably give some, ter- some type of further update on Rodney. As of now, all we do have is a report that he's out for the season, but I think no matter what ends up coming out, I would be very surprised if he's not out at least six, seven weeks. So it is a big blow, um, you know, and look, they're going to have to recover. I would I would not be surprised if they sign somebody. I don't think they're bringing Jalen Mills over to safety. I don't think they're going to put Rasul Douglas there. Maybe you put Rasul Douglas in Corey Graham's spot, but I think this is a team that, you know, look, like this is a tough loss to overcome. Rodney was probably top seven of players you would at least want to lose on this team on both sides of the ball yeah and this is what i don't understand too and joe Giglio had actually mentioned it and i agreed with him the eagles wide receivers are in a much better spot than the eagles safeties yeah and there was a lot of backlash on that early on i know i was talking to nelson and kelly and all those guys up on twitter and like listen there's you can get by again with dallas goddard you can get by with zach Ertz, and hopefully the biggest news that is yet to come is alshon jeffrey didn't practice today but Maybe it's just because he had the poops. Yeah, it's uh, said illness. So. so I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what happened there. Yeah. But um, and Ben Bennett missed a practice with illness this week it's too. Twice so. now. Yeah. It's twice in a row now. Isn't I don't know it? If something's going around. Bad batch of sushi. Yeah, or something. something yeah, yeah like, uh, to get a new cook down there. Hey-o. But um, you know, I think it's been on display already that as long as you have Carson there, he's going to be able to make plays for you. Sure. I mean, do you need playmakers around him? Absolutely. We look forward to Alshon's return. Well, s- most of us look forward to Alshon's <laughs> return here. As, All right. You're lucky uh, I was on my phone for a split <laughs> second there. Yeah. I'm not going to get into the Alshon debate with you right now because I think I've had it enough this week. Yeah, we don't need any more yeah. bad Alshon takes. It's cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. We're good. I'm going to let you go with that one, James. <laughs> but uh, that's the only thing else, uh, kind of the bright side of this week. And it, it's just it's amazing that this team – He's like, all right, these guys are going to be back. Last week in the postgame, we're saying, okay, you know, they can get these ugly wins, and then they're going to get healthy, and then, boom, they're going to take off. Yeah. I don't know if that's possible now, James. Like, you're, you've lost your safety with your uh, number two wide receiver for this season. Um, it's going to take it's going to take a while for this team to, to look uh, like it did last year. Yeah, look, I think you're, you're happy because you play in one of the weaker divisions in the sport. I think that's a huge advantage. I think they have time to figure it out, obviously. You want the one seed, you want the two seed, all that type of stuff. But ultimately, I think if they get to the playoffs with the team they have, they have a chance no matter what. Um, so, I, yeah, it's a worry. I also think that they're still a really good team. There's still a lot of talent there. The D-line steps up, plays a little better. That can make up for some deficiencies on the back end. They still have good cornerbacks. They still have depth there. 
Um, so I'm not I'm not ruling out the possibility that that they can continue to play well and, and on defense and succeed. But I do think the offense needs to step up a little more. They need to score a few more well, points. The, the unit that really needs to step up is the defensive line because yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah right. More pressure will right, help exactly. on the other end. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, look, the players in the on the defensive line will tell you they're getting good pressure. And Chris Long said, anyone who says that we're not getting good pressure doesn't know football. Yeah. So well, he'd be right. Know, yeah, I mean, true. But at the same time, like Brandon Graham doesn't have a sack through three games. Derek Barnett. The play he had in week three was huge, but it's the first time you've heard his name other than offsides calls, right? So well, he's the, been pretty good in the run game, too. Yeah, true. Not just yeah, but I'm talking pass rush. Sure, yeah. yeah, of course. I mean, in terms of pass rush, I think the pass rush has been, been decent. I don't think it's been the dominant level you would want to see. Now, it impacts the opposing offenses. I do agree with that. But, look, the, the loss of Rodney will be – you can't completely overcome it, but it'll be easier to overcome it if the quarterback isn't able to sit back there and throw the ball down the field, and that's, you know, what Rodney – was playing yeah and that is I, I don't know james do you feel like they've fixed a little bit of that now and <laughs> now we're having the same arguments so like well they let up the deep ball all the time but we're not talking about they're killing them with the short passing game or like the middle of this defense in terms of the secondary has actually been pretty good like you don't hear anything about that the main complaints have been well there goes you know uh, uh jalen mills with another pi caller there goes uh, is Sidney Jones, well, actually his name hasn't been called at all other than being amazingly awesome. So uh, between that and, and, and Darby, those are the two main complaints. Just the deep ball has been, been letting them loose, and uh, you haven't heard anything about paper cuts yet. So maybe the pass rush is uh, can be a little more viable now just based on that fact alone that they don't have to, you know, there's at least two, 2.75 seconds to whatever to get back to the quarterback as opposed to, you know, a, a quick passing game, which... No one's really tried yet this year. Yeah, look, I think the uh, the other thing we've heard is the off coverage that we saw in Tampa. Obviously, people weren't too happy with that, and we saw Tampa Bay take advantage of that. But, um, look, I, I, again, I think that when people play the Eagles, they're going to try and get the ball out quick. I think that has been, at least over the last two years, the most effective way to attack this defense because of how good the pass rush has been, at least consistently over the last year plus. So... I think that um, I think you're going to see teams continue to try and do that. I, I, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to the pass rush stepping it up and and them being able to defend the short passing game because I think you will see some of it. Let me ask you guys this: like, not to get too much into the X and O's of it, but realistically, how do you think they are going to try to replace Rodney? Like, we can talk about what other units have to step up, but someone's going to have to start on Sunday. Yeah. Someone's going to step Corey in for Graham, Corey Graham. I think Corey Graham has to start, and then you, who steps in for Corey Graham? How about a, a, a caller had a really interesting suggestion on the midday show today. What about the possibility of moving Nate Gary back? So someone tweeted me that today. Or and Kamu. I, I would be <laughs> firmly against that because... A, I think they're both. Well, Camus has been a linebacker. Yeah, for I two think Camus a linebacker. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, for sure. But, even, but Gary, even seems, Gary, I mean, Gary seems small for a linebacker. Like he size-wise, he feels like he could fit that. The problem is he's not the same type of player that Rodney is. Well, and he's more of a Rodney than a Malcolm. Oh, I if agree. That makes sense, for right? sure, so, for sure. But I just think you, you've you've invested, you know, a year and a half basically at this point of teaching him the linebacker position. If he was like a guy that maybe had done it for five years and then you want to move him back for a few weeks, maybe. But I just think you've invested so much time in making him a linebacker. Switching him back at this point, I think, would be um, a mistake. And can, can I throw a hypothetical by you oh, guys? Oh, please. Earl Thomas? See, that, I knew yeah. he was going to come no, up I'm with serious. this. Can you like imagine that? Earl yeah. Thomas and Brandon Graham being on the same the, Eagles team? The that'd cycle be is finally complete. Yeah. I think, I think the, the simulation would just end. Sure, I, I guess that's... <laughs> 
You know, we're, it's the same discussion with like a, a Le'Veon Bell at this point, though, too, right? I mean, the Seahawks well, the have already. Well, the need is better, though. Yeah, the, the need, need is bigger. The need is bigger. I agree. And and also, there isn't the same type of um, issue with him not playing right now, and you would need him to agree to come in and actually play for you if yes, it's Le'Veon Bell. Right. So that's a, a worry as well, but. Um, I mean, I, the, the other thing is at running back, Le'Veon would come in, and let's be honest, Le'Veon's more of an offensive weapon than a running back. But, like, he would come in and still not be on the field all the time. You need someone to come in and take a large amount of snaps up. So I think there would be more of a reason to make a move for Earl Thomas if you had to pick out of the two. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Right. Look, I, I mean, Earl Thomas, I think he, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame safety, and, yeah. and he's still playing at a high level. I just and I think the Lev Bell situation is just tougher. You don't again. You don't know if Lev Bell is going to come in and play until week eleven if he comes here. So, right. I, I, and again, I think the need is bigger. I agree. I just think oh, yeah. you know, if you're going to. But don't again, I also think that I think it's unlikely. I don't yeah. think the Eagles are going to trade. for All right. Bell. So moving on from Earl Thomas, what do you think they'll do? Just put Corey I Graham there? Yeah, I think I they'll think put Corey Graham there. Yeah. The, the most uninteresting answer is splitting exactly. it between him and Trey Sullivan, and you're going, okay. Here we go, and, and then they're gonna it. they're gonna sign a body, whoever it is, whether it's Quentin Demps, whether it's someone younger, whatever, they'll sign a body, and uh-huh. someone will be here to, to. I mean, look, Corey Graham is like that kind of veteran right. role that they brought in. Maybe you bring in that type of guy to fill the Corey Graham yeah. role, and Corey Graham hopefully can take some snaps. But now here's the issue, safety. and this is kind of like the overall picture when it comes to this, is right? Like, uh, I mean, at some point. How he has to make a move? I would assume so. Like well, the other he, bigger news from today is that JHI is playing with a, a small fractured back. That's from, coming from like Dave Sims and Garrow, and you're going, "What in the hell?" And he stepped right back in, came off in Tampa, scored a touchdown after he came back on. Yeah, was out last week. That's going to be a continuing problem. Of I'm guessing they're shooting him up with cortisone and God knows what else to make sure that you're going to be able to go. But you know, you have a lot of question marks now all over the place. Out of all of these, between running back, between a wide receiver, and between a safety, well, which one are you making a move for, if any? Well, the issue is, if you like to make a move, you need a roster spot, which means if you put Rodney on IR, which would free up a roster spot, you then have four guys on IR that, in theory, you would potentially like to bring back. Now, we don't know the severity of each one. If Rodney really is out well, for Tim the Well, Tim Jernigan's never coming back well, he I'll doesn't say that. Yeah, but he doesn't count <laughs> against the right. That's yeah. true. Yeah, But yeah. I just mean like Matt Collins, Mike Wallace, Richard Rodgers, Rodney, right? So if the Eagles think Rodney really is out for the year, and granted he would take precedent over the other ones, mm-hmm. but you have to free up a roster spot to make a move, and I'm not sure where this player is that you're cutting. So that that's one thing to consider in terms of what you said. Like you roll with Corey Graham. And maybe you do a little bit of Rasul or something because Trey Sullivan's on the practice squad. But, yeah, I mean, roster spots are starting to become an issue. Yeah. James, this is what I, uh, I want to ask you, too, because he mentioned Rasul Douglas. Am I the only person on earth that doesn't think Rasul Douglas should play safety? Yeah, it seems that way. <laughs> I mean, I even – no, I, I, don't, I don't think he should play well, safety either. I mean, Ray Dittinger came on the midday show yeah. and said he should play safety, so that was like, all right. I'm, I'll I'll concede to you, Ray. Yeah, sorry, but right. uh, but uh, no, I I'm you I know. agree too. Yeah, look, I don't know. I, I I think that I could see keeping him at cornerback, or I I think he could play safety. I think he's got the physicality and the size and the athleticism. Certainly. But um, again, I think look first and foremost to the overall point of of you talking about Ajay, about McLeod, about Sproles, about and Sproles a different situation. But I mean, we're starting to see the effects of playing into February you know mm-hmm. uh, you know it's not just Super Bowl hangover that you know doesn't allow teams to repeat as we've seen how hard that is to do it's because it's hard to play that deep into the yeah. season go through so many issues and then turn it back around so quickly 
and get back and not avoid and avoid injuries and, again. Yeah, I mean, you look at the key guys that have been injured, right? I mean, Alshon had a huge role in the Super Bowl sure. run. Ajayi did, Brandon Graham. And I think, you know, that's an, honestly, it's an excellent point because I was thinking that driving a few days ago. Like, this is what it looks like. Like, when you beat your body up for an extra – because, I mean, it's not just a Super Bowl run. It's like you're playing meaningful games it's up until the end of the season. An extra quarter of the season, essentially, yeah. plus playing meaningful games at the end yep. as well. Extra month of practices, all that stuff. All of it. Yeah. So I think they're starting to play that role. But, look, here's the thing I would say, though. Even though the loss of Rodney is big, like, I think you have a winnable game in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The Vikings, I, I think they're frauds. So I don't think that certainly look like one. You might see him again being fraudulent tonight. Yeah, you might see him fraudulent the Rams. tonight in Philly. I don't think that's that's a game. And then you have the Giants. I mean, so like, I think you could still realistically get out to like a six and one, five and two type start. And you know, if you're in the playoffs, you have a chance. But the first thing Howie said when he got rehired was. You got a much better chance if you're a top oh, yeah, two sure. seed, and you do. I mean, yeah. there's especially in recent history, the last few years have really exhibited that. There was a while before where it seemed like it didn't matter as much, but it really, it look, it, we saw it. It, it mattered last I mean, year. Do they do they win it last year? No, and I think that's the part folds and all that, but no, they don't. And again, but back to, I do think that the the prevailing thing to take away is that even with all this stuff, Carson Wentz makes up for a lot of ills, which uh, yeah is funny because like for the last three or four years we've always talked about that and i still don't believe like we're all letting that sink in of going i know but carson covers up a lot of holes yeah. hey jason peters might not be out there i know carson Wentz is out there you have uh come here aiken is your, no- <laughs> is your number two guy yeah i know but you know it's the same thing so what's funny is going against the titans i've always called it the alternate universe Eagles because mm. one Benny Logan's there and I uh, before I knew what the, the Howie's magic was getting into in terms of trading for Timmy Jernigan last year I just looked at it and went listen if you're gonna if you're gonna choose between two really awesome defensive tackles and Benny had would had a pretty decent year coming off that and having him and Fletcher Cox and then of course you can just replace him with Haloti Nada and there's <laughs> nobody thinks about it but the biggest one Marcus Mariota and you're going Wow. Here's my first question to you guys. James? Yes. Does Marcus Mariota suck? Ooh. Uh, good question. I don't know. I would say I don't think he sucks. Um, I don't I'm not ready to say he's great or good yet. I think I think he has to get some credit for that game in Kansas City Absolutely. in the playoffs, the way he played. He won them that game. He was awesome. He was awesome in that game. And I think that matters. That matters to me. But I think the bigger question with him is that he's just has had issues staying on the field, which is a real problem, uh, you know, with a guy like that, with the moving around and stuff we've talked about a lot. And it seems like it's not like, an, you know, big injuries as much as a lot of little things over and over. But um, I'm not ready to say he sucks. I'm also not ready to say he's a franchise quarterback you can count on. I, I really think he's still a question mark. And also, look, I mean, it's hard to judge him with the – He's been working with Mike Malarkey for the first two years. Uh, yeah, uh, exotic smash mouth football that does, n- <laughs> who knows, does nothing for his skill set. Like, you couldn't tailor an offense worse for your quarterback that you have than what Malarkey did. And now he's in a new thing and he's already been hurt and he doesn't have a ton of great weapons. So I'm not ready to say he sucks, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if in five years he's a backup quarterback. You know, I could see it going either way. I- 
I would be surprised. Surpri- not back and quarterback <laughs> is strong, but not. I meant to say right. not a not a top not a top, top 10, 10 15 franchise guy who you right. can count on to win a Super. So Bowl. I definitely don't think he sucks. I think he's a good quarterback. I mean, you look at his stats his second year. I think it was his second year. He had some pretty good numbers, like twenty something touchdowns, yeah. single digit interceptions, and again, the red zone efficiency and all that too. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, look. Not that Andy Reid in the playoffs is like the toughest thing in the world to beat, as Eagles fans know, but going into Kansas City and winning a playoff game is, is nothing to sneeze at, especially when he played a pretty big role in them winning that Definitely. game. We're down 21-3 to at the half. I yeah. mean, that's impressive. I took a nap during that game because I thought it was yeah, over. everyone thought I it was over. I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to win this yeah. ball game. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm guessing you were both do the deal, guys. 100%. Are you kidding me? I was, yeah. I was <laughs> flying the plane, the boats, and driving the truck all at the same time to go and do it. And looking back on that now was just some of like the – even the you know Fletcher Cox a, a, a two a one and Michael Kendricks you're going yeah just like we're saying listen a franchise quarterback covers up a lot of holes and although Fletcher Cox is amazing you got to go and do it yeah well and, we were uh, we were right they just Marietta wasn't Carson Wentz we, the no. theory was right the yep. idea to go get the quarterback was the right thing to do it's just we, the best way we to locked s- out we got Wentz instead of Mariota thank yeah. God the, the thing you say to people that w- didn't want to do it was would you trade Cox for uh, Wentz I know obviously Eagles have them both but you would trade Cox for You'd Wentz in a heartbeat you You'd would have to. trade yeah. Cox that, plus so that's picks essentially, plus whatever for right, Wentz so that's right. essentially the trade yeah. that was going to happen uh, but thank God that they didn't and honestly because they didn't you end up with with Carson and then in the same way I might I might, we might have to reluctantly say that's why the Browns ended up with Baker Mayfield now I don't Certainly not saying that Baker's going to be, you know, better than Wentz and all that stuff, but it's just weird how it all worked out. And you're right. Like, now he can't really grip the football, and that's a big part of this. It's also why it's kind of the semi-shocking news that Rashard Matthews just yeah. all of a sudden said, I need to get out of here. And here's my theory, Elliot. I told this to James in the car. Um, oh, I feel left out already. I think this <laughs> is – I think Rashard Matthews goes, I got Blaine Gabbert with a concussion who can't throw a football anyway. I got a guy that can't throw a football downfield. Yep. My targets are going less and less and less each week. On top of that, I'm on a one-year deal. I need to get the fuck out of here. And that's his process in this. Still such a bad look, though, right? <laughs> well, what else he going to do? I mean, is it much different than what Vontae Davis did? Like, I know it's different, but, like, is it much different? Like, you know, he, he just gave up on his team and left. It's a little different. I mean, yeah, like, a little. It's different. It's definitely different. I mean, like, if going home to your family and asking to be cut, Sure, I mean, it's, a, it's not a great look. I agree right, with you, but it's point. not like unprecedented. Retiring at halftime is unprecedented. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I guess <laughs> my point is like to do what John's saying is you're in a free agent. You're, you're going to be a free agent at the end of the year, and you want to, you know, put up good numbers. This is something well, that's he can't. Going, that's what I'm saying. He but can't. what I'm saying is like this is going to impact how teams view him as well. Like, so, well, with, yeah, but like right. that's what I'm saying. Given your choices between, you know, what maybe Dallas can sign me right now because they True. need literally anything. Uh, I can go down there prove for the next uh you know the 12 weeks or whatever to go and do it but it is hilarious and that's like listen now you're dealing with Corey davis now you're dealing with uh they're they're you know you, they've lost delaney walker honestly the titans have had an awful start to the season and still pulled out games i that was one of the most boring games i've ever watched in my nine life nine to six between them and jacksonville but doug made a comment uh, in the pressers to our own uh, or our own our former Teron Davenport while say. he's while he's going he's still down my there boy. He's still and my uh, boy. we're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna talk to him later on in this week too because uh, we caught up with him but you know Vrabel for the most part has done the Dougie in 2016 more or less in trying to find a way to win yeah um, you know I don't I don't think they'll eventually become a playoff team this season but 
the the mentality's changed a little bit. You can certainly see that. Plus, like, when's the last time that a team has started their their opening to the season and you have two back-to-back delays that are two and a half hours yeah, long? Yeah, that's crazy, actually. Against the Miami Dolphins. So do you think I, – I don't know if they're – I don't want to call them underrated, but they're not – they're feisty, they're annoying, and they won't give up. That's that's a big part of this for me. Do you think they're underrated at all, James? Yeah. I Look, I think um, – I think the defense is good. The defense is young and talented. They're well coached. I think that um, it's going to be a low, lower scoring game. I think it's going to be that type of thing. And I think that you ready for this, John? I'm ready. I got a coaching take. Uh-oh. Oh. oh, no. I, a, I, don't I, say it. Don't, don't do the kiss of death. I, I like just li- I like AFC South coaches. <laughs> Mike Vrabel's a good coach. He's oh, a leader no. of men, man. There it is. He's a leader of men. So I am, the Eagles uh, are going to blow him out now. In on the Mike... Yeah, I am in on the Mike Vrabel coaching career. I'm on board, so it's another coach for you to make fun of me right. when they Fair go enough. poorly. I like Mike Vrabel. I think he's a good coach. I think he's done a nice job so far. I like Matt LaFleur. I think eventually once they get the pieces together, they'll get it going. But the, the offense is not good right now. The defense is good right now on the whole. Slightly underrated, but still not a, a great team or anything. I, I think this will be an impressive win. If they go into Tennessee, you know, a team that was in the playoffs last year, I think is better this year. To, with a better coach, if you like. Damn right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's um, hard not to be better malarkey, but yeah. yes. I, I think this would be an impressive win by the Eagles. I, I just do. I mean, I'm not saying the Titans are world beaters, but you go into another stadium, which is always difficult. The Eagles have not been good on the road. I mean, what are the chances the Eagles are going to give up nine points next week? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, the offense is going to have to score. Um, I think you'll see a much better Carson Wentz this week. I think he'll have some rust off him, playing in much better conditions. I mean, I think the weather is supposed to be – 70s, high 70s, and sunny. So he's not going to be dealing with the rain or whatever. So, yeah, I, I think you're going to see a better Eagles team, and I do think it would be a very impressive win. Uh, yeah, and I, I wonder now that we've, you know, we've worried about the secondary and we we were worried about what they were going to do and are they going to do 12 personnel against this team. It is going to be interesting to see how t- the Titans handle, like, not having their wide receiver out there. I mean, they like to run a lot of 11 personnel. Yeah. Like, that's their main squad, and I think that's because they didn't have Delaney Walker. That was a safety net for Mariota. This this should be an easier matchup for the Eagles defense, even though saying that. Like, well, yes. not a lot of three safety looks, too. Which exactly. You don't. This week, obviously, is big. Specifically, with right. yeah. And that's why I wonder, do you, do you probably see more base than nickel out of all the games on the – on the roster or on the slate for the rest of the year, I would say that you're probably going to have three linebackers as opposed to, you know, uh, being a nickel a lot more, a lot less Sidney Jones. It makes a lot of sense. You know, again, there aren't a lot of, and Rashard Matthews leaving, there aren't a lot of downfield threats for this team. I mean, Taiwan Taylor is flashes some athleticism. but He's he's, really fun. Yeah, he's fun. But But he's not great. Exactly. (laughs) Corey Davis has gotten a ton of targets and has done nothing with them so far this year. I like the talent, but he's clearly. Yeah, he just isn't. He's not there. I mean, and, you know, Jonu Smith is not Delaney Walker. Um, You know, Deion Lewis, uh, short game type stuff. I love Deion Lewis, but. Did you know that he was once an eagle? No. (laughs) I never heard that. Derek, uh, Derek Henry sucks, in my opinion. I think. Yes. Um, I, I don't think they're. Sucks. I don't think they're a very good team offensively. I think defensively it's going to be tough. But I'm with you. I think. And by the way, I meant to mention this before. I, I think we always talk about not talking about Jordan Hicks enough. We don't talk about both those guys. Nigel Bradham is such a, a football player, man. He is. And they're they're really good. I think that you're going to have to see those guys step up. Even they're already playing great, but step up more without Rodney there as well, too. Yeah. I think it's going to be a big week for the linebackers. I mean, you're, like you're saying, if you're talking about 11 personnel, Deion Lewis, 
tough out of the backfield to cover. And not to mention Marcus Mariota, a mobile quarterback. Is. So it is going to be a big week for the linebackers. Yeah, big time. And that's, um, you know, the the other big part of, of this, too. And I'll, well, I want to open this Derrick Henry thing up because Matt LaFleur okay. runs an outside zone. And you look at him and you're just going... I don't know if he fits. No. Not, no, don't know. He definitely does not fit. fit. He hasn't done it. That's why they're using Deion Lewis a lot. That's why they brought Deion Lewis in. You know, Derrick Henry, uh, uh, you know, a holdover from the malarkey exotic smash mouth. He does not fit this offense they want to run. And the best thing about the, this Eagles front seven is they cut through that shit. They yep. own the so run. So quickly. Well, they've been allowed more than like 27 yards rushing in a game, I don't think, or yeah. something like that. I mean, they've been awesome. And this is the, uh, when, when trying to compare like what, the, the pace is on, especially with the defense. and To any rusher, I meant. Obviously, they rob more. Oh, yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> but to to, uh, Everyone tweet at him. He's wrong. Yes. He's wrong. He's yeah. wrong. He's wrong. I mean, they held Atlanta to, like, I think, like 74 yards or something like that total yeah. at rushing. It was yeah. impressive. They're really good against the run. The, uh, if you take out, basically, if you take out uh, Andrew Luck's 33-yard run, I mean, the Colts were averaging 2.9 yards yep. per carry. And they he shut Peyton Barber down, too. They did. Yep. And that was, there was like 1.8 or something like that. Now there's a little more carries in there because they were trying to, you know, uh, dumb down the clock or uh, uh, towards the end there. Same thing with that. Like, they have a lower yards per carry after three weeks than what they faced. Granted, they're not facing Kareem Hunt, <laughs> right. which they did right. in Kansas City for 119 or less. But, yeah, they're, they're still... As much as uh, we are panicking to even lower scoring games, I don't. That's the other thing. I don't know what our expectations are anymore because we've seen them be great. Uh, do do we want them? Are we looking for elite, Elliot? Is so, that what the what the deal is? So I wrote an article this week, and I feel like there's been a lot of panic out there in terms of like how the Eagles have gotten two to one. Um, I heard John Marks in the afternoon show say like he just doesn't think this team is as good as last year, and they're a ten win team. And I mean, Marks is my boy, but like. When you look at how the Eagles are winning this year, they're winning how they won last year. Yeah. They're controlling the clock. They're being dominant on the defensive line. And last week they did it with Carson. So, you know, I think there's this idea that because last season was so exciting and they blew the Vikings out and the Philly special, that this was like a team that, you know, won pretty each week. Like, no, this team won a lot of a lot of ugly games last year. I mean, they blew out bad teams, but they against the Cleveland teams. They just had that stretch where they blew a bunch of teams right. out in a row with the Cardinals and the Broncos I mean, let's, and all that. And the Raiders, what they beat them? Nine to six or whatever? Yeah. Nine yeah. nothing, whatever, right? Like, so that's who this team kind of is. Uh, you know, I don't think you're, you're not going to see a lot of style points out of this team, but style doesn't really always win in the NFL. The Eagles no. have a winning formula, and it's, that's why they're 2-1, and one, and it's why they'll probably be 3-1. and one. Now, uh, I want to get back to the running backs real quick, too, James, because this is the other part of it too is like yeah I, is this although Jay will be looks like he's gonna go said he'll play uh Alshon Jeffrey still looks like he's gonna go this week um I wonder is Josh Adams not gonna be active uh does that mean you know like this Wendell Smallwood still gonna get a bulk of carries how, how effective can Jay uh, be with uh a semi-broken back. Yeah, well, look, I mean, whether he has a broken back or not, Deuce is going to do what he does, and he's right. going to rotate guys in and out. You're going to see three backs at least, maybe four, like you said. Um, I think I think Smallwood's active. I think he plays. Uh, I think Josh Adams is probably active. They're so low on, uh, you know, um, skill position player type yeah. guys. Uh, obviously, they consider Joshua Perkins like a, a wide receiver, tight end combo type guy, but... Um, I would guess four. I think at minimum three for sure, obviously, with, with Smallwood being active and involved as well. Clement, you know, obviously still kind of has the quad thing and all that, but uh, will certainly be involved as well. Looks like Sproul's not going to go. So I think 
Look, I think a Jai will be there, but I, they're certainly not going to give him 15, 20 carries or something I mean, like that. And, and 15 the, max, and that's if, if game script leads that way. Well, the risk, the risk too, is of not dressing some of these guys is, you know, a Jai might play, but he could be out. Hurt. Yeah, it's a great point. Right, like, that's why Clement I think has quad, he could be yeah. out, too. So. I think Adams definitely dresses. Yeah, I would it think makes, so. Yeah. Especially if Sproles doesn't play. I mean, you go with four yeah. running backs. Yeah, yeah and it's... Um, it's, I would assume it's going to be a lot of the same formula, too. Like Dallas Goddard, I think, proved himself to Doug or the tight ends coach or whoever he had to do that to. I mean, that to me was the most amazing thing just in terms of his blocking, his inline blocking, being able to flex and go all over the place. I'm getting really excited, man. I mean, like, he's he looks good. He's the dude. And uh, What was my prediction oof. at the beginning of the season? Um, two, top t- two, top end, two top ten tight ends the Eagles will have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was um, – and it's going to be evident uh, as this thing kind of ramps up more and more. And, you know, let's find uh, let's find some Dallas Goddard on the outside, too. That'll be fun to kind of mix it up and Joshua do that Joshua Perkins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't need yeah. to be out there. That, that's, that's his, uh, that's his domain. My, 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 my only issue is uh, I think Dallas Goddard breaks that. As <laughs> opposed to Josh Perkins kind of falling down in there. So, um, the most importantly, these two guys – are going to be in Tennessee. Yes, you're damn right we are. Chill. You guys are leaving tomorrow, right? Like we're yeah, live buddy. at uh, gyms in, the, in uh, where, where are we at again? Lumberton. Lumberton, New Jersey. Lumberton, New Jersey. And uh, again, it's a it's a fantastic spot, but you want to be nowhere at else. Dad's. Gyms, at Dad's. Oh, place, say, Dad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's technically owner. Gym's is owner, Jim's. But we're at Dad's. It, yes, yeah. it is Jim's place. It is called Dad's. Dad's with a Z. Uh, we Dad's. are enjoying the Bud Lights and stuff, but the place to be is where these guys are and where we're going to be traveling all season with fansofphilly.com. Uh, the accommodations are set. You guys are just have to pack and throw your stuff in, and that's it. That's it's all awesome. you got to worry about. It's right? all like, taken care of. The number of Eagles fans there, just with Philly, with, with fans of Philly, in the thousands. It's it is be, going to be, be I was trying to tell. I was trying to tell James, like, in Tampa, there was a lot of people, and it, it felt like it. Like, there is going to be a shit ton more people in Nashville, and it's going to be ridiculous. Oh, it's going to be awesome. So tweet us if you're there, because I want to meet up. Yes, we're going to be doing a live pod there. Uh, uh, We're going to have a blast. We're going to do a tailgate in the lot. Um, Nashville, I've never been to Nashville. I'm dying. I'm going to go watch some Honky Tonk. Come watch Honky Tonk with me. We're some gonna, Cody Jenks? Yeah, I don't, I've no, I've never, you could, I couldn't tell you one Honky Tonk person. I remember uh, the the Honky Tonk, man. Was that it right? Honky Tonk, yeah, WWF. WWF, yeah. I remember yeah. that dude. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, we're going to have a blast, man. We're going to be partying. We're going to be raging. It's going to be a lot of fun. And um, yeah. definitely come say hi. Come, come. Fans of Philly is awesome. Yeah, they'll be doing a live uh, broadcast on Saturday. You guys will be doing the post-game yes. show down there as well. Yes. And James is risking it all and taking his pregnant wife on the plane. Yes. <laughs> You're damn right I am. <laughs> so, uh, it's going to be good. Uh, Pregnant women can fly. Did you know can. that? Yes, they can do that. You'll be in the middle seat on the plane then. Actually, you no, her- I will. I will offer it to her. But my wife is. Bi- Here's the funny thing. Okay, my wife is awesome because she always takes a middle seat, not because she's being nice to me, because she knows that I will annoy the fuck out of whoever <laughs> I am with on the other Excuse side. Excuse me, sir. So she you- does it for herself. For she's her. taking one for the she's team. She's like, this is smart. This is better than him shaking his leg or annoying this person or whatever. So. <laughs> There you go. Oh wait, she does Shout like your the embar- you're embarrassing me thing. Well, I would if she didn't take the middle seat. That's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Yes, so it works out spectacular. well. Spectacular, awesome, Terrific. Well, but I'll offer it to her. I'm a, you know. Well, there's no assigned seats on Southwest, so maybe sure. uh, yeah. well, we'll all get together. Maybe yeah. Yeah. Nice. Should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Should be fun. She can be in the middle. Oh, we can be all too talk. much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, I'm excited. It's perfect. So I'm really excited. Again, fansofphilly.com. I know. Listen, uh, if you're 
Some people wanted to go with you guys like immediately this week, and unfortunately, the tickets were sold out. But if you are in Tennessee, tailgates and tickets are still available to come hang out with these guys, and they'll be doing it all weekend. It's going to be a ton of fun. Gentlemen, shall we make some NFL picks? Hit me! It's time to ring the bell and place some bets. Hey, I don't want your money punching my money. Here come our NFL picks. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Let's start out uh, for those that are on the Facebook Live. We'll give them a little taste. James, do you have the line for tonight's Thursday night game by any chance? John, I always have the Oh, line. my goodness. It's <laughs> a, what is built to be a barn burner, I believe there's a half a billion dollars on this game in Vegas tonight. I've read that from uh, the uh, whoever covers the ESPN gambling. But what is the line as we are talking right now? Yeah, I, uh, as good a Thursday night matchup as I remember, yeah. especially early in the Congrats season. To Fox. Yeah, this is uh, yeah the first Fox one. Fox was like, yeah. "Yo, we're taking Thursday night football. Give us a hell of a game to start." It, yes. I guess. Um, the Rams, a solid seven point favorite wow. over a Vikings team that just got pantsed at home by Josh yes. Allen. Yes. All right, uh, where are we going on this one, Johnny? Seven points seems like an incredible amount because they really don't have a home field advantage. Anyway, the Vikings just let up the stinker of all stinkers. Now, I've got John Gentile telling me that, like, hey, you know, uh, Captain Kirk is not going to let this his franchise down. But, John, i got to tell you, there is a distinct possibility that he could let you down. But I think the Rams win. I'm going to take the Vikings and the points tonight. Ooh. That's that's what Taking I'm going to say. Taking the Vikings and the points? Yeah. James, you go first. You go, I'm still deciding. <laughs> Ring the bell! There it is. There it is. 100%. Look, uh, I get it. Uh, desperate Vikings team needs the win. Coming off getting embarrassed on national television, yeah. you know, this game. I'm just not betting against the Rams. Like, I just, really I'm just i not doing it right now. They're, right now, they're awesome. And I know they lost their corners. They have a lot of depth. I think they'll be okay there. I'm just not betting against Rams. I, I, think, I actually think that taking the points is probably the smart gambling play. I just can't do it. I think the Rams are too good until they show me otherwise I'm taking the Rams. So I had James go so he could ring the bell for the, <laughs> for the, for the listening audience because he's way better. I agree. Look, I've said for the last three weeks, the Vikings are frauds. Yep. They're not going to go and win a big game on the road. I don't think the Rams are as good as the Eagles, but I think the Rams are one of the top two teams in the NFC. They're not going to lose this game. I'm taking the Rams plus. My goodness. Ooh, I if, like that. Look if, at that. If, the Rams to cover. If this happens, can you imagine? I mean, don't you think it's almost our mission as Eagles fans to continue to embarrass Vikings fans if they are well, indeed dead. the frauds that they like, are? The skull chant is dead. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's, it's turned into ours. It's Fultz now if you're a Sixers fan. so I used to feel yeah. bad for them, I don't too. Anymore. We used to be like, oh, poor Vikings fans. Man, you know, they lost four Super Bowls. Yes. And they, they just had, like, the worst luck. All the gut punch games, Blair Walsh, Gary Anderson, all that stuff. I used to feel for them, and now I fucking hate them. Go, Birds. Show right there. Go right birds. there. Yeah, right. Show the camera. Show the camera. Yeah. Straight into it. Yeah, right there. Look at this. That Look at that guy's tattoo. There it That's is. That's beautiful right there. there. <laughs> nice, nice, man. Happy birthday, Happy brother. birthday, my man. So, cool. James Seltzer, where are we heading to next, my Yes. Friend? All right. We are uh, going to start with an NFC East team facing a uh, a team coming off their first victory of the season. Matt Patricia Congrats gets his first win of the season. Super Bowl hangover is over. Shocking. The Patriots. Uh, in prime time there, Detroit heading to Dallas, a standard three-point favorite at for home the for the Cowboys. Elliot, start us off. 
That's a kind of a tough one because both teams are trash. I know the Lions are coming off a win, but I'm going to go with the uh, – the, although I bet, I bet the Cowboys last week and they let me down. <laughs> so I'm going to go with the Lions. I'll take I'll – take, they get the three points. I'll take the Lions on the road. Same. Same. <laughs> yeah, same. Same. I can't, looking for the dramatics I think, I think, da- I think Dallas sucks. Yeah, uh, da- really Well, bad. first of all, Dallas does suck. Dallas sucks. <laughs> but I think in this case, they are actually a bad football team. And I think the Lions – are not a good football team, but I they're talented. Yeah. And I think in certain spots, their talent will get them through. And look, hey, Matt Patricia, Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. Still, what is still there? Still funny. Still funny. JBC. Uh, give the ball to Carryon Johnson. It's not that hard. Yeah, it give, really is. Give the ball to that dude. Or something? No, I don't no. even. I wish I did. I haven't been one First 100 yard rusher in how long? He, since 2013. My That's God. wild. Reggie Bush was the last dude to run for That's 100 wild. yards in a game for the Lions. So uh, we can all agree we'll yeah. take the Lions. Let's stick with the uh, our NFC's brethren that we hate as the uh, the Giants hosting the New Orleans Saints. Oh, Saints, God. a three-point road favorite. You all remember the last time these two teams played, oh, 52 is- to 49. <laughs> take the over. Yeah. Uh, I will start this one off because yeah, I've not do. gone first yet. Uh, I think this is a very clear, obvious pick here. It's the Saints on the road. I don't care. Drew Brees on the road. Don't care at all. The Giants stink. I know they beat Houston. That's because Houston stinks even more despite having a... Maybe not good a coach, but a leader of men, <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, I, look, I can't take the Giants. I, I, I can't believe it's only three points. I know that it's the Saints on the road. I'm going to take the point or lay the points, and the Saints are going to run it up. James, give me the teaser. Swing at three points more towards the Saints. I'll take a minus Ooh, six. I love it in Ooh. this game because uh, either way, even if it is a shootout, I know that defense stinks, and boy, oh boy, do the Saints' defense stink too. But uh, listen, I know that we might have I might have got a little ahead of myself on the beast and said that you know Chad Wheeler might have fixed some things. He played just as poorly, but uh, I, I think the Saints absolutely obliterate this team, and we all have a good laugh at it. ESP. Yeah, I mean the, the Giants are the worst team in the league, in my opinion, and they will be as long as Pat Shermer is their head coach. So I'm, wow. I'm, I'm definitely taking. The <laughs> wow, Saints. some yeah. Pat Shermer fire right Pat there because he is an he, orthodontist. He is I mean, not a good head coach. He's just boring as yeah. boring gets. He is. Uninteresting. All right, to the big dance. He's just not interesting. Eh? He's not an interesting guy. <laughs> like it's like talking a. That. It's like talking a sandpaper or something. It's like Eeyore. Right. He really is. He's like Eeyore. Um, all right. Uh, who would have thunk this? That the best game on the or most interesting at, at, at worst and probably the best game not tonight, uh, this week, for the AFC East, the chance for the Miami Dolphins yeah. to have a three-game lead. Wow. In the AFC East with a win, really three and a half with a win over the Patriots. They are a six and a half point road dog in New England. Elliot Les start us off. I'm taking the Patriots. Come on, man. The <laughs> Miami Dolphins in New England. They're they're not going into New England. Oh, look, he's got <laughs> I think he's got a bell ready. I, mm. I could. I might. I'm taking the Patriots and the points. Oh <laughs> ring the bell! <laughs> Listen, I know that idiots that sound like me say, oh, oh this the Patriots are done. And then Tom Brady does his thing. We've seen that show before. Say it. They're really done this Whoa! time. Whoa! The broke the really Patriots. Is that what you're saying? done this time. This is, and, uh, no, and listen, I did a. No, it's real this time. Yeah, I did a, I did a, a top 10 uh, NFL films thing saying, like, it's really ridiculous when people say it. And now I'm going to say it. They're done. Tom Brady's not done, but this Patriots organization as it stands right now is, in fact, done. Although there's some wild theory that uh, they were gaming uh, 
uh, the Detroit game to make Matt Patricia feel better. I don't buy into that. <laughs> That'd be a real, real. <laughs> I don't know that's why. That's a deep con right there, but, man. But uh, James, it's Miami four zero to start the season. I here's the thing. No, but <laughs> but 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 I think it's a close game. I think it's a three point game. I think the Patriots win it. I don't think the Patriots are done, but I think they're heading to done. They're in that direction. They're they're like medium ish right now. They're not quite medium well, but they're on the way to well done. Um, but I think I think it's a close game. I'm going to take the points just because I think that Miami's a little bit better than people give them credit for. Ryan Tannehill, uh, Sigmund Bloom pointed this out on this week in Fantasy Podcast. Ryan Tannehill has won 10 out of his last 11 starts. He's wow. 10 and 1. In wow. his last, 10 and 1. That's a What's pretty up? amazing That's stat. That's an amazing I'm not lie. stat. Yeah. 10 and 1 in his last 11 starts. So Shout I, out to Kean Fahey. Yeah, I, yeah. There you go, buddy. I, uh, I don't I don't think they win, but I think they could win. And for that reason, I'm going to take the points. You want to hear another amazing win. fact? Yes. Tom Brady's a Patriots quarterback, and he's not losing two games in a row. So you guys can talk it into yourselves. I just said I don't, think they, win. I don't <laughs> think they lose. No, I I'm know. just going to take the points. Yeah. Even if I'm wrong, this Patriots team, I think it's okay to say it. And I'm, I'm giving permission to ev- for everyone to say it. The Patriots team sucks. Like, yeah. It is not good. Right. Well, I, I agree with that. Sucks. Yeah, I think getting Their wide receivers kind of suck. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I agree. Getting Edelman back will help the offense, but I agree with you. They're not. It, a, they're it, not. They're a, bad. But they figure it out. We've it's seen Tom Brady them like and this before. Yeah, yeah, and Belichick. You know, it works. All right, let's head down to Tennessee. Actually, Ellie and I. Let him down tomorrow. tomorrow. It's going to be good. I'm very excited. <laughs> All right, uh, your Philadelphia Eagles, a road favorite. It started at three. It's moved up, three and a half point Ooh. favorite on the road. That makes Ooh. a tougher call here. Johnny, you want to start us off? It's a blowout. Oh, I love it. It's a blowout. For who? For the Eagles. Okay. Um, I th- <laughs> you know, it's Titans 40-3. to three. That would be great. I think this is uh, – I think the, the, the margin is 20 points in some regard, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Eagles like 31-17. Wow, 31 points. Okay. I, 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 I think they score a ton, and I think it happens because of the tight ends and because of their ground game. Yeah, I'm going to – I don't – I'm not ready to go that far, but I – I know a lot of people think it's going to be a close game. I know Elliot thinks it's going to be a close game. I think they're going to win handily, but I don't think it's a blowout blowout. I think it's and I think it's going to be lower scoring. I'm thinking like a 20 to 10 game or 23 to 10 game where they're in control the entire time and at no point do you think the Eagles are going to actually lose the game. That's the way I see it. Lower scoring but the Eagles in firm control. Ring the bell. Oh no. So I think the Eagles win at three points, but three and a half, I think that there's a wow. chance it's a three-point game. Look at okay. this. I like the other I thing like I would it. say. All week I've been thinking to myself, like, am I going to pick the Eagles to win again? Like, I picked them almost every week. But then I said to myself, they've won, like, 19 of their last 22 yeah, games. Yeah, it's a good so point. So if you're trying to get the pick right, you're better off picking the Eagles. So I think it could be close. Ultimately, I think the Eagles win the game. All right. So there it is. Uh, all winners, all in different fashions. Too. You're right. We are winners, John. Thank you for pointing that out. I feel like. What a do we have? A blowout, convincing but close, and yeah. really tight. And yeah. Tight, yeah. We get, we're covering all the special. Yeah, we nice. will be right one way or another. That's I right. guess unless Tennessee wins. So That's very true. Eagles need to win to make so us right. So if you're listening to this and you're going to Tennessee, in all seriousness, tweet me or James because I want to meet up with Eagles Twitter yes. and I want to debate with you in person. If you come up to me and you tell me you, you follow me on Twitter, I will buy you a shot. Yeah. Oh. How about that? There you go. You say you heard it on the pod. Yes. (laughs) I love that. Uh, At Elliot Shore Park. Here's my question. How many times can I go up to you and and say I heard it on the pod and you'll buy me shots? I need drunk James in my life, so I'm buying all weekend for my There we go. Perfect. Uh, Well, uh, we've had a fantastic time 
here hanging out at Dad's in Lumberton, New Jersey, as uh, it's a fantastic bar. Make sure you look it up on the old Google.com because Jim wasn't kidding. There's 32 TVs in here. It's awesome. There's specials all the time. It's a fantastic place. We're taking all this food home, fellas. I mean, I, I don't know about you. This looks delicious. I'm so, about to eat a bunch yeah. right now. <laughs> people have been like there. sneaky eating the buffalo shrimp yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. I just saw an arm come that. up from yeah. the A lot table. of fights yeah. happening. Uh, for LHO Parks, James Seltzer, I'm John Barcher. This is Go Birds number 17 Ooh, right here. The Alshon. Uh, the Alshon Show right here on Radio.com. Also, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Go Birds. Go Birds.